This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com forward slash critical to find out more. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 23rd of June. In your squiz today, natural disasters strike in Afghanistan, Bangladesh and India. AEMO steps back. A breakthrough in gun control in the US. And taking note of the sunsets. This is your squiz today. Starting in Afghanistan this morning, Claire, where a major earthquake has killed at least a thousand people, that death toll and injury toll is expected to continue to rise. Yeah, this is in the remote eastern Patika province. A magnitude 6.1 quake hit four districts in the early hours of yesterday morning as people slept. The tremors were very strong. They were felt by people in Kabul, which is 230 kilometres away, and also in Pakistan and India, which is more than 500 kilometres away. So it's quite a significant one. Uh, What the experts say is that Afghanistan is no stranger to earthquakes. Uh, Some of its territory covers several fault lines and there is regular seismic activity that sees hundreds of deaths a year. Uh, But when it does strike in these rural areas, the death tolls can be higher because the dwellings there aren't particularly stable or well built. Yeah, government spokesperson is urging aid agencies to send teams to the areas as quickly as they can. It's not the only natural disaster striking around the world. Northeastern Bangladesh and India are experiencing some of the worst floods in decades. Yeah, they are. There have been more than 100 people who have died in those floods. Uh, In Bangladesh, about 4 million people have been cut off uh, and they're in need of urgent help. When you go across the border to Indians, Assam State, there's about 5 million people there who have been displaced. Uh, What has happened there in the last few weeks and months is that there have been early monsoonal rains. It means that the ground is very sodden. So when it's had uh, really the start of the proper monsoon rains. It's had nowhere to go and some major rivers have broken their banks. Also in China, there are several southern and eastern provinces that have seen floodwater levels break 50-year highs. Hundreds of thousands of people are being evacuated there also. As for the weather situation a little closer to home, it was good news yesterday that this La Nina weather pattern has officially been declared over. It brought, of course, devastating floods and record rain levels to eastern parts of Australia. And while it is on the way out, we can't celebrate too much because the Bureau of Meteorology say it might be back in spring. Boo. (laughs) Keep those gumboots handy. (laughs) It was just last week that AEMO, the Australian energy market operator, seized control of the national electricity market in a drastic bid to ensure energy supply for east and southeastern parts of Australia. They reckon they're now ready to start stepping back, Claire. Yeah, and that means that the market will start operating again. Uh, Just to recap what happened, uh, last week we saw a shortage of electricity. There were many, many reasons for that. Uh, But the issue led AEMO to 
taking control of the market so that it could force those power generators to start pumping out electricity at a set price. Uh, What the regulator says is that a lot of those conditions have now passed and they're confident to let the market start operating again. Yep, they expect to be fully out of the market by Friday morning if supply is guaranteed. Now, we promised a shortcut on the whole energy situation, Claire, and it is out today. It is. What we go through is exactly how we got to this crisis point. We even explain what electricity is and apparently it's not made by magic. So I guess that's something to know. (laughs) And we also have a look at what's next. Of course, there's lots of interesting things happening in that market and electricity is kind of essential to life. So uh, it's a good one to get across. It is also a topic that's going to keep coming up again and again. So a bit of context, a bit of background and some very basic explainers, as you say, on exactly how electricity is made. As always, search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. Crown Resorts has been given the green light to open its casino at Barangaroo in Sydney. The conditional licence has come in just days before the company is taken over by US equity group Blackstone. It's been quite the journey to get to this point, Claire. Yeah, it really has been. It was quite a shock when ILGA, which is the Independent Liquor and Gaming Authority in New South Wales, deemed that the company was unsuitable to hold a licence to operate its newly built Barangaroo Casino. Uh, If you're in Sydney, it's really quite a feature if you look across that part of the Mm. harbour. So it really was quite a big step for the stewards of proper operation to say that they couldn't open it after billions of dollars had been spent on building it. Uh, That precinct has been open though. There's a hotel and there's restaurants, but of course the money-making game is the casino. Uh, What they will do is have a conditional licence. It means that the regulator will still be able to keep a close eye on things uh, and that's the way it'll run until the end of next year when there'll be a review. Yeah, they say they'll be keeping a very close eye on things. The plans for the opening will apparently be announced shortly, according to Crown boss Steve McCann. Over to the US and there's been a small but notable breakthrough on gun control. We've spoken previously about the framework that had been proposed to the US Senate by a bipartisan group of senators, which was a step forward in and of itself. But now the details of the proposal have been agreed upon as well. Yeah, it's an initial step before they actually put any legislation into the Senate to be voted on. Uh, What it is is a good sign that they've had that agreement to take that step. Uh, And it looks like legislation will be passed at some point this week if they can hold the numbers together. It covers things like toughening federal gun laws uh, on things like background checks and also trafficking of weapons uh, and provide billions of dollars too for school security and mental health initiatives. It doesn't include some of the stronger reforms that were backed by the Democrats and President Joe Biden. Some of those included a ban on assault weapons and raising the minimum age to buy a gun. But if it does get through, it'll be one of the most significant steps taken in the last nearly 30 years. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. 
mega pop superstar Beyonce has released new music. And while that's enough of a headline in and of itself, it's uh, it's really tapping into the zeitgeist, Claire. Yeah, we haven't heard from Queen Bee for a while. And <laughs> like you say, it is a big deal when she releases new music. Uh, there's a couple of things about it. Lots of people pointing to it saying that 90s house music is back. I don't know, Larissa, <laughs> if you've had a chance to listen to it, but it does yeah. have that vibe. I really liked it. That's it's absolutely so my yeah. jam. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the second thing is that there's sentiment in this track that's called Break My Soul uh, that actually points to the great resignation. She talks about getting out there, quitting your job and doing your own thing. And of course, when you look at the research from around the world, uh, what the consulting firms say is that about one in five workers are likely to seek new jobs in the next year. Uh, also, others say that it really resonates with women who are just a bit burned out after the pandemic and shouldering all their care responsibilities as well as additional work. And now they just get to say that Queen Bee told them to do it. It's the first single of her seventh studio album, Renaissance Act One, and that's going to be out on July 29. Wrapping up today, now you and I get to see a fair few sunrises, Claire, putting out the podcast and the newsletter. <laughs> couple, a couple a week. Just uh, if every now and then, yeah. Just, just five <laughs> in a row each week. If you've, uh, if you've noticed that both the sunrises and the sunsets have been pretty spectacular as of late, there is a reason why. And look, it gives us another opportunity to say the words that we learned when this event happened, the Hunga Tonga Hunga Harpai undersea volcano <laughs> eruption uh, that was in January, of course, in Tonga. Uh, what that did was release particles into the atmosphere and they're still lingering. Uh, there's something about this time of year and the way the sun reflects uh, that means that the light is scattering into these really dazzling colours. So if you've noticed a really great sunrise or a sunset, that's what it's all about. And according to scientists, they could continue for another year. So if you can't bring yourself to get up quite so early, you've still got some time. Squiz the day, Claire. What are you taking note of? It's the United Nations Public Service Day. We know that we've got lots of public servants and bureaucrats and really great people who do great work for our community in the government. So it's a hat tip to you. Oh, that's a very nice gesture. Uh, It's also the anniversary of the UK voting to leave Brexit all the way back in 2016. I think we can say that now. That's six years ago, all the way back then. Wow. Took a few years to make it happen, but they got it done eventually. That's all from us today. Have a good one. We will be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.